Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Fair, your host, and today I have Trevor with me. And I am so delighted to have a wonderful conversation just exploring spirituality, yoga, all the things in the wellness world. And I would love for you to tell everyone a little bit about who you are and how you show up in this um, magical place called Earth. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my name is Trevor Taylor. I'm really from Texas. Mm-hmm. I've been out here in Washington now two years. And uh, yoga instructor. And, and I'm going to rephrase that. I teach yoga. Mm-hmm. And I say that because mm-hmm. there's sometimes a stigma about being a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. And then when people come to my classes, they realize the same person you have an interaction with on the street is the same person who would guide you yeah. through practice. I don't switch it up. Yeah. I just stay myself the whole part. I'm mm-hmm. Trevor who teaches yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're like, I don't change my personality or who I am no, when I walk into the room, no, walk into the studio. I yeah. Oh. I can be meeting someone's mom and want to be the same trip as teaching class. We yeah. also hang out with friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as it should be, though, right? That's the aim. You know, mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. shooting for that. The value of just being yourself, mm-hmm. like no matter where you are. Yeah. Uh, so even online, that's where I've gained a lot more popularity after moving mm-hmm. out here to Washington. Uh, I started to just dive more into that content creation. Mm-hmm. I came mm-hmm. out here, I had like 2,000 followers. Mm-hmm. I was a former high school teacher. High yeah, school coach. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I lived a really like, humble life. You know? Yeah. And uh, then I moved out here and, and started to pick up some traction and mm-hmm. realized that I could show up in a way to support and encourage others mm-hmm. to just take care of themselves. Yeah. Whatever that looked like. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we know individually what we need better than anyone else does. Truly. So mm-hmm. we can't expect everyone else to give us the answers. Mm-mm. But if I can just you know, share what I've picked up along my own journey mm-hmm. of self-love. I found, like, this pattern of things yeah. I could keep offering. And I found how yoga was what really just was the driving force behind a lot of my transformation. Got so it. I said, like, okay, well, let me just share more yoga content. Mm-hmm. Before I knew it, that picked up into a lot more popularity on Instagram. Yeah. And I started to really lean towards that, realizing that that is what I was passionate about. That mm-hmm. is what I am passionate about. Mm-hmm. And that has now allowed me opportunities to teach you know, large groups of three, four hundred people, uh-huh. teach at the studio and be yoga yeah. um, twice a week and, and build this strong community of people who are maybe beginners in yoga or experienced practitioners and teachers. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we just find that like, hey, we're all looking for the same thing pretty much, which is yeah. how can we be happy, healthy, and heal ourselves mm-hmm. rather than having mm-hmm. to rely on anything outside of ourselves. Oh. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> you know, like a little quick summary of what I'm at. You know, I'm just helping <laughs> heal people over life, starting yeah. to finish. Well, but then I think it, it sounds like it started with really your own journey within yourself to be able to gain a deeper understanding of like what fuels you, what you're passionate about, and how you were actually personally healing and sharing those tools with others. Like, you know, not fishing for someone, but teaching them how to fish for themselves. That's my thing, right? I love that. Yeah. Um, as a teacher, when I was exactly. teaching in high school, like I, mm-hmm. I found that I oftentimes had students who just wanted me to give them the fish. And one thing I prided myself on as an English teacher was like, I don't yeah. have your answer. Yeah. I'm just here to show you how to formulate your answer. I like that. So then I would guide 14 year old kids into like mm-hmm. learning how to uh, really just get their message across mm-hmm. in a way that others might be able to receive. And then I found, okay, well, if you can 
find this answer for yourself and then maybe articulate it for someone else to understand. How can I do this in other realms? Yeah. And that's how I'm in now. Well, and like it's sharing a story, sharing your message. And like how can you kind of shift and mold that in order for it to be palatable to as many people as possible? Yeah. yeah. While still staying true and unique to who you are. That part. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that part though. <laughs> I'm part. I know. <laughs> I try to please mm. the audience, mm-hmm. thinking that, oh, this is what y'all want, and this is what's hot, and this is what's trendy. And I just lost so much of my soul in the midst of it. Oh. I, I can't even make two more posts like this. I'm not. Yeah. I got to come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think there's a difference there. And I, I saw this one um, poster recently. It was like, make less content, um, make more art. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I think art is that connector that, for, especially for, and then I saw something, it was like Bankskin, he was like, um, what is it? It's like art reminds people that are like different that it's all going to be okay. Well, then it makes people who are kind of, this is, I'm definitely, I'm making this up as I go along. <laughs> um, I was like, I just saw it, but I remember it just like rang true for me. So it made me happy. But, um, but then it was like for, and it makes people who are kind of in the matrix, if you will, feel uncomfortable. So it's like, they're going to, ch- they're going to push the limits, but then for people that naturally think out of the box, it comforts them to know that other people do. So I think the more you're authentic, the more you're true to you, then the right people are going to gravitate towards you. And then that's actually what solidifies that relationship. And especially on an online presence, it's like authenticity is required for people to feel like they know you, even if they don't necessarily. Yeah. That's, that's true. Wow. Great way to put that. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, some running injuries in the strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they'll see me in the streets and they're like, wait, you're true from Instagram. I'm like, uh, yeah. It's and like, then awesome. they will give me this kind of like life story spiel about how, oh. you know, I've changed their lives or I've impacted them in, subtle, in what I felt was a subtle way, but the way they shared their message, I could tell yeah. it was really like mm-hmm. valuable to them. Yeah. And it was just based off the authenticity. Like, it'll be the post that I didn't really think would do much because mm-hmm. like, I just recorded this with the front of the camera and I didn't edit it much. I just threw a caption on. Yeah. And it'll get, you know, a million views. Oh. And then it's changing the lives of people and getting these messages all day long. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, this is my art. Like, I'm putting mm-hmm. this out here freely because it just feels easy to do. Yeah. Like, enjoy enjoy it. it. The ones where I'm like putting in the efforts, edit, and do all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I think other people might want or mm-hmm. businesses or mm-hmm. brands. I mean, those might get the the numbers, but like it doesn't get the same impact. No. So I'm yeah. finding that middle ground between mm-hmm. okay, the content creator, mm-hmm. the artist. Mm-hmm. I want to be the artist who's creating content. Yeah. And just keep putting my pieces out, yeah. and that makes that workflow feel mm-hmm. even easier too. I get to that mm-hmm. flow state. I don't know what time is right now. I'm having fun. Like a kid again. I know. Well, that's where we're most creative, you know, and that's where it's most, um, I think, divinely guided, too. It's kind of like you are just the conduit for the message that's being shared. And the more you open yourself up to being that, the more that it can flow through you. And the more that that, like, there's a reason why you are sharing what you're sharing in the way that you are. Only you can do that. And that's why it touches people because it feels like, you know, it touches that same part of who they are. And that's like, that's the beauty. I feel like that's what we're all, especially artists, that's what we're all here to do. And I think we can all create some type of art, even if not in like the theoretical part of like what people think an artist may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the art that the, the critics might not yeah. enjoy. 
but the everyday person mm-hmm. really feels that connection. Who are these critics you speak of? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, fuck these critics. No, I'm just yeah, joking. I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh. Well, well, and do you, and that's actually what's going to make it go viral. You know, and there's like, there can be a formula. I've like taken a lot of marketing classes. I've done all these things. And they're like, this is how you make your content go viral. But, and, but I follow the people I've learned this from. I've also been like deeply spiritual. So they're like, and they say, just lean in, find that flow state, find that point where you feel like you're, you don't really know why you're saying it or why it's coming out or why this is the message you need to share or yeah. what outfit or what color, like all that stuff. Like you don't really get it, but like, it feels right. And then it just pops up and you're like, okay, well then that was something, you know? And I, but I, you allowing yourself to be that, I think is really special and it's a gift. It's a gift that you're sharing with others. So thank you for doing that. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yours. Oh, thank I love you. seeing this stuff pop up all the time. Oh. I see you just leaning in. Yeah. I try to, you know, and that's the thing is like, I do feel like there's just a message I'm meant to share and I'm just trying to share that in the purest way possible and just kind of navigating that. But I think peeling back the layers of allowing myself to really be seen too, because there's so much of like how I think I should be showing up or how, you know, I should like dress or talk or speak or like all these things that kind of filter through my mind that I'm having. It's like a lot of, I think personally self work to go in, to be able to content create or even just show up in any facet of your life in a very pure and authentic way. And that's been something that I've kind of navigated through, you know, honestly over the last 10 years. And I feel like I'm at this point where I'm like really stepping into like the fullest expression of me, but it took a while to get here. So thank you. Big lesson. Oh, shit. whole lot of lessons Trevor whole lot of fucking lessons oh man and I was like <laughs> which one do I pull from tap into my intuition <laughs> which one do I share um, you know there's no one like, and I know the sunset kind of generic but I do believe that this is one that I feel like has been ranked true for me There, there's only one me and I need to be that person period. So like, don't worry about the bullshit. Don't worry about being what everyone else wants you to be. Just be myself. And that is going to resonate. That's going to like, even, and I do this so much, just face to face, like when you meet someone, you know, and like looking at them, seeing them, feeling them, being there with them. I do have like, one of my gifts is I am able, I'm very empathetic. So like I can feel, and I've like been with people and they've been like extreme trauma situations and I've been able to hold space for them and make them feel safe and seen and not like accepted even when they're in the midst of maybe one of the worst things that's ever happened to them. And when I make like that, when I do that, then I know like, I think that that's a part of the reason why I'm on this earth because, you know, when I, my first volunteer gig out of um, college while I was in college was at domestic violence and sexual assault services. So I'm literally with domestic violence victims or with, I used to go to hospitals while girls were going through their rape exams and being there for them. And then my first job out of college was um, suicide prevention. So being there while people were considering suicide. So like all of the, like, I don't know if the average person necessarily wants to jump into those conversations, you know, but for me, it felt right. And I felt like I could be there for them in a way that it's just hard, I think, for a lot of people to be there. And, but it's to be seen without even an ounce of judgment, you know, like I'm, this is not your fault. You did nothing to deserve this. We're here and we're going to make it through to the other side. 
yeah. and I, I got you, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's, so I would say, but that is me leaning into being me, you know, did I necessarily like, was that the most like, you know, was that on the um, career sheet of like, what, what things you could do, <laughs> you know, like, was that like, it, like, and I always like just lean on like, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to show up? What are my gifts? And I think that that's such a, like, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a profound thing. Once you tap into that and then you drive that home, like, just like you're talking about with yoga, it's like, this was easy for me. This came, it wasn't easy, but it was easeful. Like I wanted to do it. I felt pulled to do it. It felt natural. And I was getting a positive response because of it. And it wasn't probably instant. It probably took a little bit of time. Right. Definitely. Yeah. But then you saw the effects. And even now you're seeing people coming up to you and the impact that you're making in their lives. Like that's like living your truth. That's living your dharma. Or at least that's what I, that's what I envisioned it to be. So. That's good. That <laughs> okay. with the, uh... I'm reading this book, Mastery by Robert Greene. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned something, I think it really like the first one or two chapters yeah. about how your genetic code mm-hmm. has never been on this earth before. It's never been duplicated, right? Yeah. And never will be. Even for twins? Sorry. Even this is twins. just, this is me like, <laughs> what is twins? <laughs> I, I was reading all the books. Okay, you don't say it. Yeah. Um, and even things like how we begin to develop, mm-hmm. realize like we can manipulate our genetic code as yeah. we continue to live. So whatever experiences you're going through, huh. it starts to mm-hmm. make a unique version of mm-hmm. the original that was mm-hmm. here, and then you will never see another exact mm-hmm. duplicate of you. So going like, back to what yeah. you were saying, like show up as you do what makes you feel do what feels intuitively natural to you mm-hmm, exactly. like there's some type of code that's already pushing us in that direction huh. i like to look at it like okay yeah. if we're looking at a micro level mm-hmm. every cell in our body mm-hmm. for the most part has the same structure mm-hmm. yeah but then it has a different code okay and that individual cell says, i don't know exactly what i'm supposed to do i just go in this direction mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of us that come together and now we're a femur Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like they are coded to like create a bone or be a blood vessel or to be like an organ. Like there's, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I get you. Their base level was just mm-hmm. a cell mm-hmm. that had a unique code. Mm-hmm. And each one of those kind of went into its intuitive direction Yeah. without a mind to confuse it. And say, yeah. I don't know. Because everybody else is going to the heart. Yeah. And I think I do want to be part of the heart rather than the spirit. Oh, yes. You know, so yeah. I'm starting to realize, okay, I'm able to honor what mm-hmm. I intuitively feel is like pulling me in the direction, whether it's yeah. subtle or whether it's really like distinct. Mm-hmm. If I like mm-hmm. to honor that, it will lead me towards where I'm already naturally really supposed to be. Yeah. Like people call it supernatural, but I'm like, that's supernatural. Like, yeah. It's incredibly natural. Yeah. Well, and it's like <laughs> magnetically what you are, are, like, and I believe that we are there's destiny, but there's free will. And so I feel like there, like it is what you are, it's already been written. It's like just following the path and it actually will lead you to more a harmonious state and happiness and fulfillment because it's what your genetic makeup is designed for you to do. Yeah. Just to willingly follow what you already naturally feel is right. When mm. everything around you doesn't feel, everything else is not calling you in that direction. Yeah. And your friends are like, I don't know about that. And your family says, you sure about that? And yeah. your spouse is like, Mm. 
still just got to go with what feels Say the right. course. Yeah, say the course. Stick to the plan. Yeah. yeah. You've already, it's already in Trust you. yourself. Mm. Right? That, that oh, that man. Part. And that comes with a lot of tests. You have to trust yourself. Yeah. You, you know, there's mm -hmm. going to be some times where mm -hmm. now you're in internal conflict with, like, well, I feel like this higher part of me, self mm -hmm. is pulling me in this direction, but, like, everything I've been conditioned to believe about myself, yeah. about the world around me and how they might interact with me mm -hmm. is bringing up some moments of fear yeah. and scarcity mm -hmm. and uh, maybe judgment, mm -hmm. which then makes it makes this a little harder when mm -hmm. we're going that direction. We've got a little um, obstacles in our mm -hmm. course, right? Yeah. A couple of bananas, if you're familiar with them. Um, Mario Kart. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I just yes. Mario recently. <laughs> I was like, you got a couple shells thrown your way. You got a couple bananas. But then if you stay on the, you know, on the path, you'll you'll find your way there. I'm realizing that one of those, most of those obstacles, at least for myself and yeah. many others, is ourselves. We have mm. to learn how to get out of our own way. Yeah. Because That's it's not like other people can really stop you. No, no one can really stop you. You're in control of your life. So then there are some times where we don't, mm -hmm. and many of us may forget that we actually do have control. Yeah. And we let the subconscious kind of run things. Mm hmm mm hmm And we go back to old patterns. Yeah. Because they help us feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. But right outside that comfort zone is our growth zone. Mm hmm So when you step out of the comfort zone, you're now uncomfortable. And uncomfortable. You have to be in discomfort. For extended periods of time, sometimes. Sometimes it's those growing pains. Yeah. Right. Physically and mentally. And emotionally, I think more often than not, that's, I think it's because it's unseen. We don't recognize the power that it has over us, but it's, it definitely can lead us astray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the beauty of meditation. Oh. It's like do the unseen work. Yeah. I, that's how I wire it down for people. It's like, oh, this is spiritual experience. Like, you're doing the unseen stuff, mm. which is the spiritual. Yeah. And it's not physical. It's not tangible. You can't touch it, but it's in your mind. But and it has just as much power. It's something that you can, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, would you rather work on that problem with your hands? Would you mm -hmm. rather solve it in your head? Yeah. If it happened faster in the head, there must be a little more power right there. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. If I have to wait to do things with my hands, like I'm delaying my gratitude. Like, I'm delaying what I already want for myself. I'm delaying yeah. my manifestation to think I need to build it. Mm -hmm. Instead, if I can just solve the problem in my head, I can skip a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And Simplify it in general and make it less complicated. That's the hang. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we bring more ease? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that means we have to get out of our own way. Because yeah. we are the ones who cause those obstacles. Yeah. We are the obstacle on our own journey. Overcoming oh, self. man. But, and then it's like, I think meditation allows us the space and the opportunity to be able to pause, to be able to take a step back, and to almost allow a little bit more to go into that flow state, maybe even to access what we already know to be true without talking ourselves out of it in the first place. How long have you been meditating for? Ooh, uh, a formal meditation or however you, yeah. however you've perceived it or like it's come up here in your life. I would say uh, maybe consecutively year, two years, probably okay. just been okay. honed in on that practice. Yeah. Um, but prior to, where I am today, I'm mm -hmm. 18 years old. I was preaching. Really? I was a licensed pastor in Texas. No way! Yeah. 18, <laughs> straight out the gate. He was like, What do you want to be? Pastor. Yeah. How long? I didn't know what it looked like. Yeah. That's just what I felt was mm -hmm. what I was going to go for. And yeah. My first sermon, all the way through my last, each one 
had such a impact, not just on me, but the people around people who received the message. Mm -hmm. Lives were changed and they were inspired. Mm -hmm. And that word inspired, like to breathe life and breathe air into me. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at what it, like the power that's happening to mm -hmm. these people and I'm like the vessel of it. Yeah. And the whole time I'm really confused because I'm 18 years old, about to go into college. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Yeah. You're like, I'm so, how to, old soul, but like, also like, how are these, where am I even getting these pieces from? Where's this insight coming from? <sighs> so much like, happening yeah. at the time. Mm -hmm. Luckily, you know, when I went through college, I had the opportunity to live in discipleship home. Mm -hmm. So it was a college pastor who lived in the house. Cool. His assistant, graduate mm -hmm. assistant, Mm -hmm. And then six undergrad guys. No way. So we all really held each other accountable to be the best version of ourselves, including going through like the conflicts, the struggles, yeah. the, the pushback when you get mm -hmm. some constructive criticism yeah. from someone that you honor and that you look up Push to, back. Mm -hmm. you respect. And you're like, man, I know you want this for me, but like now I'm having to come face to face with like my own shadows. Yeah. And going through that for two years. But with loving guidance along the way. That's what I say. What a gift to have the guidance and to have the community around you as you were navigating through that. And mm. that part, like, really changed everything. I'm sure. So you just threw a curveball at me. You're like, oh, I was just a pastor. I was like, oh, didn't know that. I knew you were a teacher. I knew you were in education. Yeah. But then, how, so then for that, was it like, did you find the the presence, I almost would say, almost sounds like, or was it in prayer? Was it in prayer? Was it in the steps, like study of the Bible? Like, what was that? What was it? How was it appearing? Um, the meditation aspect came when I realized that prayer was something I think had been misunderstood. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, people would go into prayer, especially mm -hmm. in that religious setting, yeah. and offer everything that they were looking for and all their requests, but never sit still enough to like, mm. receive. Yeah. Yeah. And the way my college pastor put it to me, he said, if you set a table up, put two chairs, mm -hmm. you sit on one side and say your prayer. Oh. But now wait mm -hmm. for the other side to speak. So you sit in that silence. Yeah. And almost just made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a total sap. I was like, it is like yeah. two chairs, but yes. And so for college student, it was helpful to like make a tangible space where I said, okay, I have a small table with two chairs. I'm going to sit here right out my prayers. Yeah. And I might even say my prayers out loud and read them, so I hear them. But mm -hmm. then I would allow myself to be in that silence yeah. and to see what things came up, mm -hmm. came to me. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is a cool aspect where I feel like there's now a two-sided conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I like, I, you know, maybe I can pray this to God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, whatever it was mm -hmm. at that time. Now I realize like, that was higher self and that was the source. Yeah giving me the message, the same message I was preaching when I was 18, mm -hmm. but also the same ability to connect with the higher source and like receive yeah. a message for me mm -hmm. so that I could receive it yeah, and then and decide sure. I could share for my abundance. Yeah. So doing that meditation in that aspect really allowed me to further my curiosity about mm -hmm. spirituality, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which ultimately led to me walking out of the church eventually because I was like, I have nothing against the church. Well, I just realized there is so much more mm -hmm. going on that mm -hmm. I am aware of and that many of us might realize. Yeah. So I'm looking for some answers. Hmm. And where did that take you? Uh, so sophomore year when I started at the discipleship house, I also started practicing yoga on Okay. 30 minutes a day. Oh, that? Yeah, I had no idea it. what was taking place. I was just like, no, maybe 30 minutes. You know, yes, yeah, this yeah, would be good. I'm like, uh, increase yeah, agility. I mean, I <laughs> 
Yeah. I'll do that like six thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then from seven to eight, I go to the park right across the street and journal. Yeah. Wow. So that was my meditation. Had no idea. A very sacred practice, actually. Yeah. I'm already practicing like limbs of yoga. Yeah. Yamas and the yamas in my journal. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I was doing that on the mat for thirty minutes, and mm -hmm. I go outside, and now I'm in my meditative state. Had no idea what I was doing. I'm underneath these trees. It's uh -huh. bright. It's like still dark outside. Yeah. So it's quiet. It's silent. Mm. Had no idea. All I was really doing at the time mm. was like following the blueprint that I felt like Jesus had put up. Yeah. You just go out to the wilderness and pray. So I was like, cool, same. You're like, I got you. I can do um, that. I can do that. That's, yeah. that's easy. I'm about to the wilderness and pray after I move my body. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what was really taking place. Now, nine years later, mm. I'm like, oh. Now I get it. I see. Yeah. I see what I was doing. Like, But I was kind of doing that mm. and unaware of what I was doing. But then you were following almost those little strings, right? Yep. Like you were like intuitively pulled in a direction and you're like, okay, this is naturally where I'm, what I want to do, what I feel like is right to do. So I'm just going to make it a priority. I'm just going to keep doing it. And like, and then but I'm sure you saw, not that it was for the reward, but the fruits of your labor. Like I'm sure you were feeling, you know, more at peace, more like a deeper understanding of yourself. You're obviously having a positive reaction from the sermons and everything that you're sharing with other people. So you've been sharing messages. You've been, this has been, this is not new. This is not new by any means. Not at all. Yeah. I'm doing it in a capacity. Mm -hmm. It just looks like it. it's yeah. more intentional. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll drop. Like growing up, I've always kind of been the leader and mm -hmm. had something to share and had an empowering message as a kid. Mm -hmm. But did it with like a smile and do it with laughter and joy. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I thought I didn't have to do it like that. I had to do it another way. But that didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. I went back to what feels authentic. Yeah. Before I knew it, you know, it just continued to grow and grow and strengthen. Now I'm on the mat teaching these classes, but I'm also mm -hmm. preaching the message the entire time. Exactly. Like, to everything. Mm -hmm. I thought this was supposed to be physical. I'm like, I mean, that's a layer. No. Well, and I think that that's the difference. And I love that you brought this up when we first started chatting is that um, there's a difference between a yoga instructor and a yoga teacher. And I think an instructor guides you through the postures while a teacher teaches you about the postures and the deeper connection, the other limbs of yoga outside of the asana, because it's all, it is the purpose is to yoga. We're trying to connect mind and heart. And that just doesn't come through the body. It's an aid. It's a tool, right. but it's not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like yoga and all of these things really have been a tool to be able to aid you on the path of self-discovery. And I'm curious, like, how has that continued to evolve over the last 10 years? It was, you know, you're in college, you're praying, you're meditating, you're stretching, you're doing all your stuff. Like, what does that look for it like for you now? Um, I went from journaling in college. Yeah. And that was a place for me to get thoughts out from a non-judgmental standpoint. Mm -hmm. That evolved into becoming more self-aware as a teacher since I graduated high uh, from college. Yeah. I went straight back home to teach at the same high school I graduated from. Oh, wow. Yeah. No way. So it was fun because I was able to go back into a place I was really familiar with mm -hmm. and teach to those who are from the same exact area, going yeah. through similar situations. Yeah. Me and like being my, my friends, little siblings, and cousins, oh. and neighbors. Uh, so having that immediate reflection of self in mm -hmm. the students, I was like, okay. If I can take care of myself, I can take better care of them. Yeah. Started going to therapy as I was mm -hmm. teaching. Mm -hmm. More opportunities for self-awareness. Yeah. All of these things compiled with just a, 
consistent like practice of yoga, mm-hmm. asanas. Wow. And this constant like understanding of what is this book trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. What are my experiences teaching me? Mm-hmm. And what is it that I'm aware of as myself like, while I'm in the midst of these experiences? Like almost from a more of a curious perspective, the L point of view. Yeah. The whole journey has just been a lot of just curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in order to be curious, I realized I had to drop judgment. Because mm. yeah. my judgment will tell me that I know something, and my curiosity was like, I don't know anything. Yeah. And the more I approached life with a childlike curiosity about yeah. not just the world around me, but the space within myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah. sorry, you said that. Yeah. That, that rings you. Yeah. The inner space. Yeah. Instead of just focusing on the outer space, is what mm-hmm. allowed me to be really curious about the depths of who I am as a mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, my physical body is my body, but that's not me. In um, yeah. my mind, I can study that. So that's obviously not me. Mm-hmm. So what else can I study about like mm-hmm. who I am? Yeah. And once I moved out here two years, uh, two years ago, and mm-hmm. started going to yoga school yeah. at Eight Limbs. That was an um, eight-month program. Yeah, I love Eight Limbs, too. They allowed me to understand more of, like, the, there is a, an approach to self-study. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's an approach to this. There's already an ancient plan set yeah. in place for people who have been doing this for 7,000 years. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I just knew of yoga as, like, shapes and poses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been in a part of the studio Never really had a membership. Everything mm-hmm. was just at home. Mm-hmm. Having that time to be amongst experienced practitioners who've been doing this since like the eighties. Yeah, you know they're mm-hmm. they're opening my eyes to not just being curious, but having curiosity with a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. be curious about how this plan mm-hmm. impacts me. Yeah. So let me dive into the eight limbs and go on this path, this journey. What is what can I learn from these people in it? Mm-hmm. As a result, I began to learn more and more about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the subtleties is a really like mm-hmm. a big part of this growth zone. Yeah. Um, is not allowing the alarms to grab my attention. Yeah, cannot be aware of even the most subtle things like the change in my breath, the tenseness mm. in my face or my hands. Yeah, and what do those typically indicate? Mm-hmm. And as I've studied these small things, stress. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I notice mm-hmm. that I get a little excited like mm-hmm. well what caused that can i be yeah. aware of it at that moment rather than in retrospect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's nice to see it in hindsight 20 years but yeah if you can catch it at that moment yeah kind of ride the wave of that curiosity like mm-hmm. all right well let's see what happens yeah. in life. leaning in almost st- stepping back and observing what's coming up that's right? the one thing is to be the observer yeah. and that's where mm-hmm. my journey is now taking me is mm-hmm. being an observer of self mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How my interactions with others yeah. react, like, causes them to react, mm-hmm. and then realizing the subtle shifts of energy that happen to the collective. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I can also study a little bit more of how I'm also intertwined, how I'm also unified with everybody else. We're all mm-hmm. unified. Yeah. Luckily, being here in Washington, we get four seasons. Mm-hmm. So when I first moved here, I was in South Seattle, and I would stare out the window and study yeah. the plants oh. and study how nature was going through the seasons, but also realizing how I was also in the same boat. Yeah, we're part of this. We are of the earth, yeah. I don't know why at some point we built four walls and thought that we were no longer part of Mother Nature. We come from Mm -hmm. So if we Mm -hmm. can learn what's going on in Mother Nature, Mm -hmm. the collective, we can also learn a little bit more about what's going on in the individual. Yeah. And realizing the correlation. I 
also looked back on my own life. And that's mm-hmm. where retrospect became a huge part of my journey. Mm-hmm. I was able to catch patterns. Mm-hmm. Call it seasonal depression. And I realized I was just fighting the season. Yeah. Like a season of my life was calling me to slow down. And I thought, I need to speed up. I need to keep up what I was mm-hmm. doing in the summer. Oh. The plants don't try to do that. The and plants know when to drop leaves. Yeah. And to kind of go into hibernation mode, right? Yeah. To die a little bit, even. Mm-hmm. To cleanse. Heal, warm mm-hmm. Release was no longer serving. Mm-hmm. So when the new season comes out, I love them all. That's funny. Yeah. I learned that Brand from the new. plants. Mm-hmm. I had indoors and the ones I was studying outdoors. Yeah. The whole time I'm studying myself. And I'm also studying other people. My interest in psychology and sociology really mm-hmm. helped me like have more of a foundation of how to study people. Mm-hmm. But it was open. It was just really my curiosity about my own experience, the experiences of others, and how we were impacting one another. And the correlations amongst all of it, right? So much overlap. So much overlap. And that we're not alone. That's not just you. Like there's, we're all in this together and it's like, how can you support? How can you be there? How can you almost share your story and what you're, what's going up, coming up for you as a way to connect deeper with other people? Because you're aware of this, you're studying this. This is a part of like your ritual, like what's important to you, but not everyone, people might be feeling it, but not, might not be able to express it or understand it on the same level because of their awareness just might not be as high. But it doesn't come up overnight. Like everyone's in different cycles and different stages of their own self-discovery. And so meeting people where they are, I think is really important too. But you've, it sounds like it is, it's become almost like an art form to you at this point. Well, and I, you know, I follow your social media and all that. And like, just to hear you kind of talk through things, it's just, it feels like you're just talking with someone about like, Hey, I thought about this today. And like, I'm just wanted to share it with you guys and like, see what you guys thought about it too. <laughs> and it's like, it makes it playful. It makes it fun. It makes it accessible. Cause then it's like, it doesn't have to be this esoteric, like, you know, monk sitting on top of a mountain. It's like, no, I'm just like living my life. We're all living this experience. So like, how can we as a collective support one another a little bit more? But it's been, um, what would you say is like, it's been one of those subtleties that has kind of, um, I don't know why this, but like not smacked you in the face, but it's been like a, whoa, like a wake up call, if you will. Mm. Or, or even a pattern or like a programming that you may have like learned or recognized over time. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I have, recently uncovered with my therapist mm-hmm. was my uh we're talking about the polyvagal theory mm-hmm. I don't know, i'm not familiar with that actually okay so i'm we'll jump into that you. yeah one thing i was really accustomed to was disassociating mm-hmm. from discomfort mm-hmm. and that was a coping mechanism that was a defense strategy mm-hmm. that i had as a kid mm-hmm. and it helped me yeah so obviously if it helped i'm going to lean towards it more and more mm-hmm. but i realized that what helped 12 year old me is not going to help today's version Mm. I had to be aware of those patterns when I realized, like, oh, rather than jumping into disassociation or what we would call a free state, yeah. I had to learn to sit in that fight or flight, the mm-hmm. discomfort, mm-hmm. so that I can go back to social engagement, which is yeah. my joy and enthusiasm. So that's the polyvagal theory. Yeah. Is you're at the baseline and mm-hmm. your social engagement. Mm-hmm. Above that is fight or flight, mm-hmm. which is still a I can do mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I can do something about this. Mm-hmm. If I feel fear, I can do something. If yeah. I'm irritated or angry or mm-hmm. frustrated, I can do something. I can take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You move to that free state. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of I can't. I can't do anything. I'm it's like paralyzing almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to go to that because it was to numb myself. Yeah. But in order to get back to social engagement, 
I had to be willing to sit through the discomfort Ooh. of the irritation, the fears, the fight or flight. So yeah. I could go back into this and have an understanding as to like what was taking place. Yeah. To go back to being the observer rather mm-hmm. than the one who would just escape. Yeah. Or even react. It's like, how do I stay in it without disassociating, but not necessarily participating? That was my Mm-hmm. And I would, I was so good at not participating in order mm-hmm. to keep the peace amongst everyone else. Mm-hmm. All the people please. Yeah, me too. That, that's what made it yeah. easier to just mm-hmm. disassociate. But now I'm like, well, I know I'm not going to be reactive. Mm-hmm. So can I just again be the observer rather like than a like, neutral? Yeah, like yeah. I, I want to get out of this. this is, so one of my subtle things yeah. that I picked up on is the breathing. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask what, what tools do you use yeah. for this? Yeah. Uh, simply just notice my breath. Right? And notice like the difference between controlling my breath and noticing yeah so i can be an observer of how is this moment impacting my breathing okay and if i realize like oh my breath is a little short it's just in my chest i'm not going to control it i'm not going to change it i just want to keep watching so that way mm. next time i breathe like this i have a better understanding as to what's taking place yeah and then once i've noticed it i take some time to take control mm-hmm. if i can control my breath i can control my nervous system yeah if exactly I can control my nervous system mm-hmm. I can control my experience Mm-hmm. as a whole mm-hmm. my body my mind I love that. my decision making mm-hmm. there I can control my life mm-hmm. a lot of us want to control our lives but haven't even gotten to control my breath yeah. so then we're trying to control everything on the external which we don't actually have control over and then we do have what we do have control over is ourselves so if the breath is the subtlety right that's, yeah. kind of that's how we bring life force energy into the body mm-hmm. only mindful of how I'm inviting life force if I am Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I'm not, yeah. then I can understand why there's so much tension, this discomfort, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's a lack of life, there's a lack of breath, yeah. there's a lack of vitality. And it sends us into the, the state of fight or flight. If we're holding our breath, it actually triggers your body and your nervous system to say you're in danger. But in our minds, we are perceiving that we are in danger. So it's like being able to sh- take a step back and just be able to soothe it a little bit. Self-soothing essentially, right? Even in the moments where things might be feeling a little chaotic. Wow. How's it been going so far? It's beautiful. Really? It's beautiful. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Being in this growth mindset, it's all a game to me. I'm I'm a child again with it. I'm a playful energy. So I'm like, okay, I noticed that like my body is starting to get a little tense. Uh This is a great time to be observant. So I sink back and I'm like, all right. Ooh. Here's these thoughts and and that happening earlier. It was mm-hmm. subtle, but but it did impact. Like, okay, I was on my way to the therapist mm-hmm. last week, but I had woken up. Um, I felt a little rushed, yeah. and I had something that I had to submit. Mm-hmm. And then I was low on gas. Mm-hmm. And I was running late, yeah. and I had a, a tough conversation with my partner. Oh. And it wasn't really difficult, but it did. An accumulation discomfort. to everything else too. And I was noticing all of these subtleties. By the time I'm on the highway, mm-hmm. my passenger mirror fell off. I just got the replacement. <laughs> right. Yeah. It fell off on the highway. And immediately I felt like, oh, not I noticed the desire yeah. to like be enraged. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is fun. Because now I'm noticing how I <laughs> would have maybe responded to the situation if I wasn't a being the observer. I noticed the reaction before I could react. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is sick. Because I see how I led, how everything has led to that one emotion, that mm-hmm. one moment where I thought to out, like be yeah, to explode. Yeah, right? and I was like, yeah. oh, I just know, like all of these things mm-hmm. throughout the day have led to this moment, and it's only like a, a 
I still made it to therapy on time. Mm-hmm. I had like five minutes to spare. You're like, everything's... Well, and it's like, and now you're choosing how to respond versus then just having like like you just said like just having that reaction but like i appreciate you explaining it in the way that you did with the examples because i think that we all often there's so many points where people get to that point where the mirror falls off and people just lose it's like every every, like the world's against me today why does everything keep going wrong it's like and but it's the universe testing us it's all these things it's like are you going to keep doing what you've done in the past or are you going to do something different are you learning are you growing are you actually incorporating the things that you say that you were like trying to integrate and the whole thing is i noticed like my breath was short all morning Mm. all morning now luckily i didn't get in so Mm -hmm. i woke up like 30 minutes again oh good yeah so that allowed me to have a foundation to base my mm. awareness of my breath yeah. at the start of the day. I said, I know how I'm how I can breathe and how I like to breathe. Yeah. All of these happenings between that in practice and me noticing when the mirror fell off, I hadn't really been aware of my breath, but I noticed how mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. Yeah. Let me come back to the subtle breath. Yeah. While I'm on the way I'm on the highway, I got my mala in my hand and I'm just yeah. breathing, taking one beat at a time, one breath at a time. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing, oh, like, this is how I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. This is how I can calm my nervous system. True. How I can continue to stay in that seat of awareness, mm-hmm. be the observer of my experience rather than the one who's being tossed back and forth by the wind and the waves. Yeah. Like, I'm in control of this. Yeah. And Invictus uh, is one of the poems that I continue mm-hmm. to like refer back to my entire life. Mm-hmm. One of those last lines, it says, I am the master of my faith. Mm. I am the captain of my soul. In order to do that, there was a lot of other happenings in that poem where he talks Mm -hmm. about this It's tough. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, that whole poem sounds dark and and grueling. Mm -hmm. But the end is where he says, like, yeah, I go through all those things, but those are experiences. I'm the experiencer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get to experience it all. That's the beauty of this life. Yeah. You get to notice how this physical body and this mind, mm-hmm. how we can bring them two together and realize the tension in my body is related to the tension that's in my mind, which is mm-hmm. also affected by the tension or the shortness of breath. I'm taking. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two come back together, that mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. I get those two unified, right? Yoga is the unity of the mm-hmm. mind and body. Mm-hmm. And the soul is really the one who's gotcha. in charge of all this. Yeah. And that's me. Yeah. And then you come back into control, but then it all really roots down into your breath and the awareness of it and the, like almost the, uh, the attention that you give to it in every moment of every day. I think more people than not don't really even pay attention to the depth of their breath. That's like the first thing I do in every yoga class. I'm like gaining awareness to your breath. Where are you at? Where's your baseline? What's the cadence? What, where, what's the texture? Yeah. Like be curious, be aware of it, be present to it. And then let's let's then like shape it a little bit to fuel us to help with the practice. But we're going to use this as an anchor point in everything that we do. But it's like that's because I know that that's what I need, and that's what helps me get into out of my head and into my body. Mm-hmm. And then there, that's where I'm able to access that divine nature. That's where I'm able to access my highest self, and that's when the messages start to flow in. But you have to train yourself to do that. It takes a while. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Just showing up time and time again, moment by moment. Yeah. Not just one day at a time. No. One breath at a time. One breath at every moment, literally. 
because it's it, things are going to present themselves to you and it's like how you respond to it and react it's like a because i i would have to say my biggest one of my old triggers used to be um difficult conversations with people it's few people in particular and i noticed that it was almost instant that i just would like I'm a really calm person. And I think most people are like, I could never see you mad. And I'm like, I have a fiery temper. I do. I'm going to keep it real. I do. And so like, I, I just would like, you know, and I would feel this, you know? And so, but then I recognize like, okay, life is going to happen. It's important to stand up for yourself. I'm a natural people pleaser too. So I think when people, sometimes my boundaries get pushed up against too, I have a harder time like staying calm. So I'm like, you're intentionally pushing my boundaries and it makes me want to like, you know, like, like Wonder Woman, like, like just like throw no. everyone, get everyone away from like, I don't want to unleash the wrath of, I don't want to, I don't want to, but if you're going to push me to the way I will. And so it's like, but then it's like, how can I one be aware of my, like my response, how I'm feeling, what, how, what they're saying. And like, how do I want to respond? How do I want to feel after this conversation? How do I want to feel like to feel empowered, but then also to still be compassionate, to recognize they're probably doing this for their own reasons. This has nothing to do with me. And my day, like, I don't have to let my day be ruined by it, but it's hard to like, so that was like those, like I was always pushing up and I was like, "Mm." and people are always like, my sisters know me well. And they're like, Oh, uh Oh, she's getting like, I need, but then now I'm like, I gotta go take a walk. I'm going to go like, I'm going to take a quick loop. I got to do some breathing. I'm just going to be out in fresh air. I think it'll help me. I'm going to go reset really quick or like, Hey, you know what? I can't really like this conversation's overwhelm me a little bit. So I'm just going to have to take a break. Can I call you back in like 10 minutes just so I can like just ground a little bit. And then, and people are so receptive to it. And I don't know why for so long I felt like I wasn't able to do that. Like, are you able to give yourself those breaks now? And like, without, like even just within everything, like you said, like you're counting the mala beads, being able to like do a mantra or something that's going to help reset you. But like, how does that, how does that continue to come up even when maybe you don't inevitably or um, assumably don't have that space to necessarily do that in the moment? You know, there are times uh, where I might not be able to take those five minutes, right? Or I can't mm-hmm. go for 108 beads on the mall. Yeah. So I know I do always have like a toolbox. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I love practical yoga. It provides so many tools. Mm-hmm. And I'm also reading a lot of books. Yeah. Because I'm seeking mentorship. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not mm-hmm. in person, I can learn from the lessons that someone else has already presented. Yeah. And they've been quite intentional because they wrote a whole book about it. Truly. So they're yeah. trying to cut out the flow and make it easy for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From there, I'm able to take some of the things I've picked up along the way and say, okay. In this case, maybe it's nice if I don't say a whole lot today. Mm. And I just honor the fact that my energy is not there. Yeah. And there are other times where I realize I might just need to take some time and just really focus on my breathing while we're here in mm-hmm. this space, in the discomfort, can I breathe? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a yin practice. Yeah. might not have a lot of blocks to support you, but you're going to be there for two minutes in that one pose. Can you yeah. breathe through the discomfort? Mm-hmm of mm-hmm. this moment mm-hmm. and the moments that continue mm-hmm. so that you can find ease in the moment. Mm-hmm. Eckhart totally right. It wrote in one of his books at the end, he says, the first step is in like essentially finding some peace mm-hmm. is acceptance. Yeah. Learning just to accept what is. Yeah. Then you approach what you've learned to accept with joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kind of have this playful nature about it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The next step is, and the final step, enthusiasm. Mm. Taking your joy and having a plan. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I noticed I was getting frustrated and I just, I had some resistance to that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, learn to accept it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm here, can I breathe in the fact that like, this is uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I'm choosing to be in the discomfort? Yeah. Oh, now it's not as unbearable. This unbearable, is kind of yeah. like, mm-hmm. I can play around with this because yeah. I'm not caught up in it's, the pain. Well, and see the humor in it maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I was like, it's me. I'm the one who's like resistant to all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. would I fight with what's happening in front of me? I can't control yeah. that anymore. No. Then I say, okay, well, now what do I want to do with this? Because mm-hmm. the kid mm-hmm. realizes, oh, this rock is cool. Like, this rock can also be a tool. Yeah. And then you start seeing their whole mind start building out what this. Yeah. We thought it was just some sort of like stupid project, project. Yeah. And they're like, I found some innovative way to like approach life with this this yeah. new finding yeah. that runs around. And like, no, it's not. It's, it's so much me. more. Yeah. I realized like this comfort, this 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 uncomfortable moment mm-hmm. does not just have to be an uncomfortable moment. This yeah. can be a moment of growth for me. Yeah. yeah. So let me really like find a way to like play around and grow with this because it's yeah. fun. Yeah. And now I like enjoy the, the tough work with the shadows. Cause, like, mm-hmm. I'm in the growth mindset. I get excited when I mm-hmm. realize, oh, this is an opportunity for me to grow. Cool, let's grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for me to like, just kind of be here, mm-hmm. sit with these things and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that too. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's like that acceptance of what is. And that I, The Power of Now was definitely one of those books that like changed my life forever. And I remember I was like, the pre- like this moment is all we really have and the stress our stress is actually caused by resisting by what's going on right in front of us or what's going on what's in front of us so it's like why not just like have an appreciation of it why not take the lesson why not learn why not lean in just see what it has to offer you because there's a re- the reason was it the reason why this experience is happening right now is because this is a but like, how do you know if something's supposed to happen right now? Because it's happening right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so uh, what do you want to do about it? <laughs> you know, like, but then to have some joy and like, even like to lean into the idea of even just to be enthusiastic about what's going on in front of you. Like, look at it. Like, life can all be that if you want it to. It was designed to help you become the highest, fullest expression. So like, find in the flow, find in the little ways, the little nooks and crannies as you kind of make your way dance to be the dance. Like, why not? What do you love to do? What brings you a lot of joy? Ooh, in this season of my life, <laughs> it has been being around community, like like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a lot of, I've spent a lot of my life pouring out mm-hmm. and then not feeling as if I had people who could pour back into me. Mm-hmm. And having now a community of people where I feel I don't have to always hold space for them, but we can hold space for one another mm-hmm. allows me to step into my fullness and stuff. Mm-hmm. The same peace that I had in my own solitude, mm-hmm. I now have that in abundance because I'm amongst others who also have peace in their solitude. Mm-hmm. So we walk away from the better versions of ourselves after every encounter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is nice. Mm-hmm. So community mm-hmm. has really been a huge aspect for me, uh, in person community mm-hmm. particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think virtual is nice. It's a tool. Yeah. Um, it plays a part. But there's nothing that's going to replace that, that in-person experience. No. You get to experience someone else's energy or in the same room. Exactly. Uh, 
you know, lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you get to energize one another with that, right? To be able to be in someone's presence and like to feel, especially people that are more magnetic naturally, and usually people that are more in touch with their soul and like are doing this type of work tend to be a little bit more like vivacious, if you will, mm-hmm. in some way or grounded, but then but they're given back. They're kind of like aiding you and they inspire. So I mean, you are, I think, do that with everyone that you're around. The first time I ever met you, I was like, I like him. I was like, he seems so nice. And so like genuine nice when you're seeing your smile. And I was like, he like he's got like he's he's in it. He's like he's there. And it's because you can you see someone for who they truly are. Like it's you know, when you look into someone's eyes and you're like, that's them. And like there's no there's no like filters, there's nothing like hiding from like that they're hiding from. Like they've they've uncovered, it's all coming up to the surface and they're showing up fully. And it's a beautiful sight to see. So I know. Thank you. Thank you for extending into my community within this. And um, I'm just, yeah, it's been so wonderful to watch you bloom and like to continue to see you and where, and I'm thrilled to see where it goes next. Cause I know it's only going to continue to rise up. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you seeing that. Yeah. It was the first, literally, like I was like talking to you. "Mm -hmm." And I I do have a little bit fairly intuitive. And so I'm like, when I feel, I'm like, Oh, and I'll see, I can see people from a mile away. I'm like, mm, that person. Yeah. Uh, Hillary is there, so she's like, what? And I'm like, something about him. We're going to figure it out by the end of today. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we're going to figure it out by the end of today. And it always, she's like, always looks, I was like, I don't know. It just like, I, I don't know. I can feel it. I feel it in my heart. So, um, but I, yes. Oh, it's all about the subtleties. Well, and you are, um, I think the more awareness that you start to build, the more that you, have a deeper understanding of who you are, the more that you're able to see people for who they are. You can only see someone as far as you've gone, right? And you've gone, I think, deeper than most, in all honesty, to hear all of the story and how it's gotten you to this point. There's no surprise that you've created this community around you because you are the kind of the epicenter of it. And it just keeps rumbling. It's just like you keep shaking shit up. That's no plan. I know. I enjoy this part of my life. Yeah. Uh, I looked at Jesus' life and I'm like, he didn't start his ministry until third. Oh, wow. So, like, what was he doing before that? Mm-hmm. He was going around studying. Yeah, studying learning. From here, studying from there, hang out with these people. Yeah. Meditate in the woods by himself, spend a lot of time in solitude. So, uh-huh. do a lot of shadow work. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he hit 30, he was like, okay, I need like 12 people who are down to like see what I'm about to do. Yeah. Because like, I can't write my own story. People won't believe it. Stuff oh. about so he fostered a community of people he felt were aligned with him. Wow. He just offered them an invitation. He said, follow me. Yeah. They had no idea what they were about to do. And now I have a community mm-hmm. of friends. I'm like, yo, y'all down? And they're like, what are we about to do? I'm like, I don't even really know. Not quite sure. <laughs> I was like, it's about to be epic. And being able to do that work in my own time, in my own solitude, yeah. um, and finding a growth mindset rather than a victim mindset mm-hmm. has allowed me to show up in spaces and hold space for other people where yeah. I'm able to meet them wherever they are because I've yeah. been there. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I've grown from that place. So yeah. I never forgot my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see a lot of times when people get into the esoterics, they get ungrounded in their practice. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like, my roots are still stable. I'm a product of my environment mm-hmm. and my experiences, but I do not have to be a reflection. No, no. So having that mindset, I'm like, okay, I it's can a part. meet you where you are. Yeah. But I can also guide you to where I am. Yeah, that there might be another place to go. 
if you want to go. If you, I like, if you so want to follow yeah. along, like, but then to be an example, you are the living example of what could be. And I think being exactly who you are, finding these moments of joy and inspiration continues to show people what is possible for them too. And it's like, why not? Why not try, give it a try? Yeah. You want to stay where you're at? I mean, I'm cool with being in comfort, but why would you want to stay in your comfort if you can, yeah. you can grow? Well, and that's like, I think so many people are like, oh, this is your comfort zone, so it feels safe. But it's like, feeling safe doesn't necessarily mean that it's where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's like, sometimes leaning into discomfort is required in order for you to, con- to be where you're meant to be, to arrive. Um, no, and I, I think you've already created that community around you, though, you know, like within this Instagram following, within the different spaces that you've created, like within the yoga community, within all of these different areas, like you're opening up the door for others to be able to join in. You're like, this is what I have to offer, and I hope it's useful for you, and it's to be of service. I think that's always what it comes back to. It's like, how can I be of service to others to be able to help them get to where I am now? by sharing the lessons I've learned along the way, which is, I think it takes courage to be able to be open about what you've experienced, to be able to share those pitfalls, the moments of achievement, the moments where you may have stumbled, that humanizes us, right? And that's what, that's what resonates. That's what connects us truly on that level. And I remember you mentioning, um, or at least I know that you're creating something called the sanctuary, which might be a perfect place for that to um, be a place for you to share all of this. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yeah. So the sanctuary is a virtual studio for (laughs) essentially the library of resources. Um, I've noticed that subscriptions is kind of like what people are investing in, but how is that investment? How is the return on investment? Mm-hmm. Right? We invest monthly into Netflix and Hulu and all these other plans. Are we receiving anything that helps us grow? A value. Mm-hmm. A value, right? Mm-hmm. Not just for entertainment. Mm-hmm. We have enough entertainment yeah. around this place. Yeah. How are we cultivating opportunities like build up more capacity for growth and wellness mm-hmm. across our entire lives, right? Yeah. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, yeah. in our community, mm-hmm. occupation our physical wellness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the sanctuary is a space for us to feel safe enough mm-hmm. to do the work, mm-hmm. to feel that we're supported and encouraged, empowered mm-hmm. to show up as our best selves, knowing mm-hmm. that we're striving to be an even better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the library, known as the sanctuary, yeah. is where I'll host the videos for beginner and basics for yoga. It's cool. really walking people through tips and tutorials of like, basics mm-hmm. it's hard to learn everything when you're in a 60 minute class it is it can be intimidating <laughs> for people to even show up for the first time too yeah, yeah. yeah. it's overwhelming it's yeah and i've noticed that long personal practice of mm-hmm. nine years I've done it all mm-hmm. where i felt the safest mm-hmm. so that was my sanctuary got it and then mm-hmm. also a part of that sanctuary is my body yeah. my friend savannah said the only place i've ever felt at home was in my body mm-hmm. that statement opened my eyes to the realizing okay I can't control what's on the outside. Mm-hmm. I have full control over this for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So let me honor this sanctuary. Let me take care of take this care sanctuary. Take care of it, yeah. And let me find ways to support it because this body is resilient. Mm-hmm. As much as we've tried to defeat it unintentionally, giving it all the junk and all the terrible things and all of the stuff that we put it through, mm-hmm. it's still here. It's still pushing. It's thriving. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. now let's flip the script and let's come alongside it to boost it. 
Yeah. All right. But I realize now with my following over 94,000, I have no desire to serve all of these people single-handedly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than me. That's why I like to do the shadow work because it's mm-hmm. bigger than me. Yeah. I do the work, I learn the lesson, and then I offer it to someone else so that they don't have to do the work the same way I do. Yeah. If I can help the collective, then mm-hmm. that helps me on the back. Indirectly, yeah. I like yeah. to just see plants grow, even if that plant doesn't do anything for me. Exactly. I like all I do is put water on it. Mm-hmm. So the sanctuary is my spot to just water. water. Mm-hmm. I plant seeds in water. Mm-hmm. Here's a video of a yoga practice. Here's a mindfulness practice. Here's a meditation practice. Yeah. But it's also not just me. My yeah. partner is a pole coach. Yeah. So she's going to have pole instruction in Florida. That was so fun. My yeah. friend in Desert is mm-hmm. a fitness instructor. Yeah. So she's got fitness videos on there. Cool. And then there's going to be Dharma talks mm-hmm. because I, I enjoy preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pulling that in. Right? I, I want to continue to show up in a way that was authentic to me that I have fun with. So mm-hmm. offer a space for mm-hmm. people to hear the teachings of other practices, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not just from the yogic standpoint, mm-hmm. from Taoism. Mm-hmm. from books yeah. right from conversations yeah. where iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like okay this is a space where people can tune in mm-hmm. and capture something that can really push them forward towards their own wellness without having to feel so alone in their work mm-hmm. they realize this is a spot where I can tune in and hear from real people yeah. who've gone through real situations mm-hmm. and they'll come out on the other side yeah. really better and if I can learn from one another, right, mm-hmm. then we can help each other grow as a collective. Yeah. So that's what the sanctuary is all about, is cultivating a safe space at your home, wherever you are, mm-hmm. that you can feel safe enough to do the work, mm-hmm. so that you can take care of this sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So that when we all come together, the Bible says that the church is the, uh, the people, right? Mm-hmm. They are the body of Christ. They are the body of Christ, yeah. Well, how can we all come together so we can be a reflection of that which we come from? Yeah, I'm so excited for this to come together. I haven't heard of anything along these lines, and I think it's going to make an incredible impact on like a very large scale. And that is, I think, exactly what you're intended to do. You know, this is how I change the world. Yeah, this is one of the ways. Yeah. Do you feel like you had this kind of um, kind of vision earlier on, or like did it come to you? How did how did this um, idea come to fruition? Uh, in bits and pieces. Okay. And at one point, I wanted to find a way to serve, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what that looked like. Yeah. So I was trying to do it in the way that everybody else had already been doing mm-hmm. it because okay. it felt tangible. Like, oh, I can do that because someone else has done it. But then at some point, I said, I want to change the world and I have to do that in the way that no one else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So what do I feel uniquely is inspiring to go in this direction? And I said, well, I love friends. And to do things with friends. Yeah. And I love to play and move my body and to explore the capabilities of this thing. Yeah. I also love to explore my mind. Yeah. So how can I put all this in one spot? Mm-hmm. But also be able to take care of not just myself, but for my friends and family who mm-hmm. right now are living, you know, financially it might not be the best. Yeah. This is an opportunity for us to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. but also still provide valuable resources to the people so that this is a return on investment that one plus one equals a million, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. synergy is yes. this is an affordable mm-hmm. membership mm-hmm. anybody can afford yeah. so that anybody can take care of themselves because luxury should not, well, wellness should not be a luxury. luxury. Yeah. It should be a right. 
it should be one, but then I think in today's society, you know, yoga studios are extremely expensive. It's there's so many barriers to entry for people to be able to even access this type of information, especially if you don't know where to begin, that this is just that kind of that perfect sweet spot to be like, here's this overview, come here. You can access all these different things, whatever jives with you, whatever you find that release within and what you find joy in. And then like, let's dive deeper within ourselves. And then that in turn ripples through all those communities, all those different areas, all those people. And then that's like, that's what, that's what will change the world. You know, that's, it's one person at a time. That's it. One person yeah. at a time, one breath at a time. So yeah. when you're doing a counseling workout, meditation, yoga practice, you're doing a pole, I don't mm. care. No. I don't care. No. Whatever you need at that season, like mm-hmm. the idea is that you can go to this one spot mm-hmm. and in access five, it. Mm-hmm. Five minutes or 50 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. But just take care of yourself. Yeah. That's my whole thing. That's what's helping me get to where I am. Yeah. Learning the different tools, how to take care of myself. Yeah. And now that I've done the work, I want to present it so that way others don't have to do nearly as much. So mm-hmm. if it took me 10 years, mm-hmm. maybe it might take you five. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Truly. And hopefully in year five, you're mm-hmm. able to teach it and it can offer someone else the opportunity to do that to have. Mm-hmm. And we can further our whole entire race because mm-hmm. I'm like, what I'm going through is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. What you're going through is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And you're not the first person to experience it. Far from the first. Yeah. Far from. There are 8 billion people on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Who all came before us? Yeah. They've paved the way. How can we continue to pave the way for like In a positive greater? direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's because you are seeing the effects of this within your own life. And you're like, why, how can I not share? I remember when I first got my yoga teacher certification, it was the first time I ever felt peace within myself and actually self like, like I really actually, it was the first time I remember at the end of training, I was like, I like myself. And I don't know if I've ever really liked myself. Like I smile because I'm actually truly happy, not because I'm trying to make everyone else feel more at ease. And I was like, this, like I found this in yoga and meditation and like, I want to become a teacher so I can help others access this because we all deserve to be genuinely happy like we are like it's our good it's our god-given right so like but we gotta sometimes you gotta go through some mud before you arrive there and that's um but that's i think that's the part where creating more community around that is so powerful because there's where else do you really outside of therapy where else do you really go and just like grieve with one another or go and talk about the dark aspects of your personality that you're ashamed of like where else do you really have space to do that and that's honestly why i created the podcast because i was like can we all come like can we like i'm going through the trenches over here sometimes Um, i'm in it so like can we do this together can i talk about this can i be open like i don't want to have shame around these things like this like we're all in this we're we're all doing this we're all experiencing different levels so like let's support each other let's love on each other as we do it too because like life's too short and it's not meant to spend alone. No, it's definitely not meant to be spent alone. Even though I do love my solitude, I'm not going to lie to you. I do like solitude. But I love the way you phrased it earlier. was like, I, I found solitude and I appreciate that. But then I found a community around me, like where you said you found joy. It's like I found a community around me that fueled me or like filled me up so that I like, and like and enhanced my life. These are all people that are enhancing my life and making me feel like I'm a better person. And also I'm just feeling more joy. It's just now an abundance of it. And I was like, hmm. I had to find people who were doing the work too. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And like, I think then everyone 
has or like, you know, might be in different steps, you know, or people are on the path or doing the work and then they pause and then they're doing the work again. But, um, and I tend to, I, I tend to gravitate towards people that like are curious about it, that are thinking about it, but maybe haven't done it quite yet. And then it's like, and I'm just in it and I'm so open about it. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. I know. Are you ready? Come on. Come on. Come on. You want to learn something? We can make it fun. We can make it fun. <laughs> like, unless we're laughing and smiling at some point. Like, we might be crying too at some point, but it'll be the whole spectrum. It's I'm the cool. full spectrum of emotions. Before the laughing, because then we can laugh while we're crying. And you hold in this space mm-hmm. for others to hear the stories, mm-hmm. hear the mm-hmm. testimonies of how other people have overcome their own shadows. Yeah. Now, stepping into the light, being more of a light mm-hmm. in a dark mm-hmm. realm. Yes. Now we're, just, now we're that glimmer of yeah. light for others, right? I know. When the world might trigger them, yeah. we're that glimmer. We're the glimmer to inspire, to remind them that there's love in the world. That we're, there's other people doing this. There's other people on the same path. Come on, grab a hand. We're in, like, let's go together. Like, let's do, let's go together. That's what I really believe about it too. It's like, I don't, I think that that's what we're just, like, I think that's what this generation, this is what we're supposed to be supporting each other and doing. And the platforms that we have and the way that we can connect on a global scale, it's like, why not? Why Jesus, not? He had 12 moves, he was like, come on. Let's go. Y'all there? I mean, when you were talking about that, I hadn't thought about it in that way. And I was like, damn, you really just said that, though. Like, really? Right? The regular dude who's a carpenter and was like, I'm grabbing Torah boots. Got a couple ladies who also ride with us. Yeah. We're just going to go change the world. Never underestimate the power of a small group of people to change the world. They're the only people that ever have. All right, so Margaret Mead? Yeah. Come on. I don't need 5,000. I just need five. Yeah that believe in it and then they're gonna but then they're you know again it's like it's the it's the effect it's like you drop that one little rock into the ocean like jesus was the rock and then it spread but he but then it, it keeps the spider it keeps connecting yep. oh i i can't wait let's change the, i don't know what i'm doing yeah. i was like i don't even know what i'm seeing right now <laughs> Oh, well, Trevor, thank you so much. Thank you for having this conversation with me. It was such a beautiful, it was, it was such, a, it was honestly my pleasure. And I am so excited to see what comes through with the sanctuary. And I would love for other people to connect with you. Where can they find you? Yeah, find me on Instagram at Just Like Trevor. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, that's primarily where I'm at right now. Yeah. I like to keep it simple for Instagram right now. All your Instagram in place. Mm-hmm. I'm in just a few weeks, by the way. Oh, in two weeks? Okay, okay. Uh, We're around the corner. We'll be able to tap into that community and Mm -hmm. be part of that because it's bigger than me. Mm -hmm. It's not just about my following. It's about finding other resources. Mm -hmm. So the community of people who feed into me to help me become the version that I am today, they have now direct access to those same individuals so they can follow us. Mm -hmm. There you go. Making the way. Carving the path. A pioneer. Do I, it. I tried to fight being a pioneer. Why? Because I was, I was afraid. I was like, this is uncomfortable. Oh. And now I realize I'm like, this is what I'm destined to do. This is what I enjoy doing. Yeah, you're blazing a new trail for a reason. Been doing it a lot. A lot. Yeah, if it, since you were 
a kid, 18, pastor at 18, I'd say for first things first, he was like, oh, I don't know. I might change the room. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know. I don't know. No, no one knows. I'm the only one. Yeah. But then, but then you won't be the last. And that's, that's the nature of this all, is that you then set, give someone the blueprint to be able to do it for themselves. And like you said, like cutting back the time for someone to be able to change. They'll never do it the same way, but it'll be done. No. No. They got a unique genetic code. Yeah. They do. Oh, all right. We could keep going. We could keep going for a long time. <laughs> like, um, but yes. So thank you. Thank all of you for listening in on this conversation. Follow this guy. He's also not bad to look at either. So that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mean to make a much. I was like, look, I'm going to toss it in there in case you're listening on, or, um, on a podcast. But, um, but yeah, uh, let us know if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, if you want to comment or even just like share what you, a nugget of um, insight that you acquired through the course of this hour together. would love to hear what really popped out at you and what resonated. So, um, Comment below for on YouTube. Um, if you find me on Instagram at Ferrochino and uh, yeah, or visit my website, coachingwithfair.com to be able to gain more access to what else we have to share. And like, I'll make sure I'll definitely plug it in the sanctuary when it comes out in the next couple of weeks, but follow through, check it out, see what um, I'm excited to take a pull class is actually what I want. Oh. Let's do it. It wouldn't be amazing. Yeah, oh, okay. it, it's so, especially as it, it's all the opposite muscles and then yoga. It, it's such a good counter to yoga though. Cause it's the pull. It like, it's the, like, it's so much strength too. Ooh, I know. That's what I brought. I just started doing I did a Pilates class. I'm still sore from it, but Ooh, we're having a fight against that my leg was sh like literally like quivering. The yeah, the, the full reformer. It was next level. One of my friends is a teacher. She's like, you should just come. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like terrified. I'm like, but you know, I'm like, how many people do I talk to? I was talking to going to yoga class. You know, it's intimidating and <laughs> all these things. So I'm like, okay, I should do this because I do this to people all the time. Yeah. So I went, but it was, I felt really good afterwards. You feel like, you know, when you do something for the first time and you just feel really strong, you're like, I did that shit, you know, like. I was like, you know, I stumbled a little bit. We were definitely shaking. She like looked at me. She was like, you feeling it? I was like, I'm breathing. I'm breathing. I'm breathing right now. So I can't actually speak words, but you know, you obviously what's happening here. You see me. You see me. But it was, uh, it was so good. And now I want to go back. It's like, again, mixing it up. Like we have this practice. I love yoga. I've always, you know, I've been practicing yoga since 2000 was it seven i think was when i first like really got into it and like started regularly going to class so like it's been a part of my life for so long i can't imagine my life without it and i, I don't imagine that i ever will it was actually while i was pregnant i couldn't practice um for two months i i taught yoga until i was eight months pregnant and then i um yeah but you know i just like i was it was modifying and i practiced yoga in studios vinyasa yoga until i was seven months pregnant i don't like i know the ladies would come in and i'd be like I was like, I'm going to modify. I'm a teacher though. So like, don't even worry. I couldn't lay on my back. I couldn't lay on my stomach. I couldn't have my legs close together. So as you can imagine, it was a very modified yes. process, but I wanted to keep the strength. Like I wanted to still feel strong and in touch with my body. And I knew that the increased circulation was going to be beneficial for my baby. So I was like, you know what? We'll just see. And obviously you can't twist. Like it was a very modified practice, but yeah. I was still in it. So many yeah. 
I know. But then I had to find other, actually at that point, I had to find other ways to access that flow. I had to find my peace because yoga has been my peace for so long. I was like, what do I do now? So I like kept going to classes because that's where I was like seeking it. And I was like, so I really drilled into my meditation practice. It became longer, a little bit more sensitive, longer holds. Cause I was like, okay, I got to drop in. If this is the way I'm going to drop in, it just might take a little bit longer, but I can get there. And then, um, walking actually became a huge meditation for me too. So going on walking meditations, being really present, not bringing my phone, just like walking around. Like I would take my dog for walks and like, I would just like, you know, feeling leaves, being in touch with nature. And then I would go sit somewhere for a little bit, be able to regroup and come back. So I just find, you find the way. Cause I can't, uh, everyone's like, I can't believe you're still practicing. I was like, I kind of need this for my like mental health. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep, I'm I'm gonna keep it real. What yeah. I, gotta, I gotta do this. Like I have found that this is what this is the like this is yeah. what works for me. And so like, and I think, and I think for all of you, like for anyone that's listening, it's like once you find what works, it's like, and you you get like it's like literally you open up this well, and it's just like you start like it all starts coming. You get more energized. You just feel like yourself. You feel like alive and it's like once you feel that it's like why would i want to live any other way i can't imagine my life living any other way and is this for anybody who's dealing around yes 100 percent you can get another side i'm working on the shadows okay i'm working on the shadows just give me this space about yourself and then it's like and then you realize okay i don't have to like necessarily show up in that way because i have these things that's why i was wondering like how do you set step back and we talked about this like stepping back when you're triggered when you have these moments because it's it's like to correct that to be able to stop and to really pause and to be the observer and not to just go down the rabbit hole that you normally go you're literally the neural pathways that you've already designed and your like brain it's like literally death like is driving you through it's like you got to rewire that i think it's the first thing in the morning yeah i like the first thing yes morning. yeah so try to take care of anybody else yeah take care of stuff mm-hmm. otherwise you'll just go off of yesterday's energy yep and you might be running low off yesterday's energy you might not be 100 percent when you wake up yeah, yeah. so that day i was giving those examples yeah Begin practice to start the day is what set me on course. Mm-hmm. I did something that was slow, yeah. and then the rest of the day was fast. Oh. I was like, I have a balance. Yeah, good thing that you did it. Think if you hadn't incorporated that in the morning. It was a rough day at therapy, in traffic, and oh. anybody that followed after that. Oh, man. So, yeah. But that's the work, right? Mm-hmm. That's like how you, like, how can you have a more enjoyable experience, not only for yourself, but for those around you, too? Take care of yourself first. Take care of yourself. You got to take self care is not selfish. I always remind people that take care of yourself. People, so many people, especially moms, I know it's like take care of yourself because you show up so much more like authentically and more patient and just all the things when you take care of yourself first. Otherwise, how can you give from an empty tank? You got nothing to give. You have nothing to give. I'd much rather share from my own. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is some truth right there. I was like, I when you know, I have my daughter and she knows mama meditates in the morning. 
when she was younger, it was a little bit harder, but like now she's forced. And then she's like, are you going to meditate mommy? I'm like, yeah, I got to meditate before we start our day. So because if she comes, wakes me up, she wakes up a little earlier and then I'll come in. And so I'm like, do you want to come meditate with me? And so now it's been this wonderful thing for me to share with her. And so then she comes and now she goes, breathe in, breathe out. And she's like, whenever she's like, mommy, sometimes when I get upset, I breathe in and I breathe out and it makes me feel better. And I'm like, like I just try, like I like I, I want her to see the enthusiasm, positive reinforcement, right? Mm-hmm. So like I want to know I'm really excited, but like I'm like that is so good for me, and I'm so happy that that like makes you feel happier. And like I we just like have this little conversation, and she's just like, and I'm like I'm so grateful that you do that. And like in my mind, I, I'm like thinking, please always do this. Like I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish I knew this information when I was a little kid, you know. And like it's just you know, but we're all. Every generation, every time, we're all growing, we're all getting better, and we're helping each other through it. So, yeah, you raise them up in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, when they grow old, they will not depart. No. She realizes this is a helpful tool. Yeah. And how long did it take us to get to that point? We realized twenties. Now she's four. Four a.m. Yeah. I'd much rather be in her position had I been four yeah. years old and mm-hmm. already had the tools. I, and that's why I knew that there was a zero down my mind when I, when I had her, I was like, this is going to become such an integral part of practice for her as her upbringing. And I don't want to force it on her. So that's why I was scared. Cause I was like, I don't want her to feel like she has to do this or like, cause she's a very strong little child. And so I'm like, I don't want to like force her. Cause I know that will, the resistance will appear and it'll be like, mommy wants me to do this too much, you know? And so then I like, I take it back. And then when she's curious, when she's interested, I share when she's not, it's okay. But like, it's more when she's in discomfort. It's like, how can she handle discomfort in a more easeful kind of way? Because otherwise she gets, you know, and I'm like, honey. And I grab her little hands. And I look her in the eyes. I'm like, we need to breathe in. And we're going to breathe out. And she's like, okay. And then we'll do it together a couple times. I'm like, do you feel a little bit better? And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And then it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be extraordinary. It's not, you know, everything. But like she's got that little bit. And if that's all I teach her, if that's all she takes from all of it, I, I, I do feel like I've done something. I've made a positive impact. Really well. Well. Yeah. I, know. I can't wait to see it, honestly. I'm excited. She's a little firecracker too. She's going to be a little boss lady. I know. No. I do. I'm actually trying to lean into the acceptance of that part of my personality. Cause I've always been, really nice and like I think and like comforting and nurturing and loving that to like almost embrace my more like sassy side has been like that's been one of my greatest teachers my greatest lessons is to be like it's okay to be sassy doesn't make me like less in all honesty we're going to go into the root shadow less desirable to be a dominant independent female that that was a real like we had to break through some gut to be able to be like, I can show up in this way and that the right males within my life will perceive this in a positive light. They're going to like that side of me. And that's going to be a turn on versus a turn off. And that was like, we had to change a lot of things in this mind for me to be able to be okay with it. And so now we're, we're breaking through a little bit. So I know. And that's why people are like, I can't even see upset. And I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, I don't get upset often. 
but I am a little bit of a, I'm more dominant than I like to say that I am. And that's like what I'm trying to like be okay with now. And I love, I love to hold space for people. I'm very compassionate, but then at the same time, like I can have a uh, commanding presence, if you will, sometimes. But I think in yoga, like there's so many different areas where it does serve me, but then it's like, can I be that leader while still lovingly holding, helping others up too? And I think that that's like the, the kind of yin and yang and how they blend together. Definitely. Yeah. Honor my yang. All right. Well, <laughs> all righty. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Well, we just added on like 15 minutes. That's okay. <laughs> but I, uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Follow along. Keep it coming. And uh, can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what next season of your life looks like. Oh, thank you. I know. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. I love you.